What's up? It's your boy Chuck, resident member of the Garrison Squad, and I'm just ready for some action. And you got my co-host. It's your girl Mikasa, and it's been a long day. And you're listening to another week of Black on Titan. That's as good as it's going to get, because I don't have to start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> oh my goodness. What is wrong with me? <laughs> but anyway. How did you enjoy the episode? I don't I, I don't think I would say I enjoyed it because this episode was kind of one of the first episodes where I felt tense again. Like, you know not knowing what's going to happen next in the show. And so that was new for me. And it left me scared because Gabby's just, you know, whew, you never know what's going to happen Psycho. with that one. Yeah, this episode, because it was, we very much got a Gabby episode this week. Mm-hmm. And... I, you know, I thought Reiner episodes were rough. <laughs> it's like a different level of rough, though. It is, because oh, we're going to get into it, but you you know, like, just seeing how Gabby is trying to comprehend everything that's going on around her, and how, like, she has some serious indoctrination PTSD mm-hmm. going on, and man, I just feel bad for my girl. Mm. She's not my girl, but I do feel <laughs> bad for her. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. So, do you remember your predictions from of last week? Of course not. But I do know that I've just been riding the wave because I am not a manga reader, but I am a manga spoilers reader watcher. So, <laughs> I know the big things. But I don't know all the little details. And so it's been very interesting watching how MAPPA puts this production together. And at first, you know, I don't know. They had me in the first half. I ain't gonna lie. But I am enjoying their production the more the season goes on. Yeah, I get that. See, I I don't quite remember all of my predictions from last week but I do remember predicting that Gabby was going to kill somebody and she took care of that in like the first 10 seconds of the episode we didn't confirm the kill so that guy's dead she smashed his head in with a brick as many times as she did smash his head in with a brick if he's not dead I really feel bad for him like we got like when they did the little zoom in on his Bobby, when he was under a pool yeah. of wood, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not funny, but I mean, maybe RIP, uh, RIP to the unnamed garrison member. They just been finding purpose. Well, you want to get, <laughs> I mean, Pix has got a purpose. I mean, that's the only person that needs a purpose at this point, you know head investigator but you want to get into the episode yeah, let's we... start so this week we start out with gabby and falco um cruelly killing this 
Hey, don't don't put Falco's okay. name in. Okay, and I was gonna ask you that. I was gonna ask you, do you think that Falco knew that she was planning that at that moment? Like, do you think he was in on it, or do you think once he realized what was happening, he just like, oh god, here we are. He was in on it to a degree. I don't think he knew Gabby was gonna do all that. Right. So, like you know, he was calling for the guard to come because she was pretending mm-hmm. to be sick or whatever. But I don't think he knew Gabby was going to do all that. I mean, her track record should show that she was going to do all that. I mean, I knew she was going to do all that. You knew she was going to do she all that. She dropped two bodies to get to where she got to. <laughs> hey, Falco got the benefit of the doubt for his beloved. I just don't see how you let her kill two people and you're still trying to save her. But I mean... I guess young love. But anyway, they are sneaking off, breaking out of jail, and just running for who knows where. But what was that building that they were in? That was a a Supermax. When did they build that? I I know they're not putting people in jail like that. They must have just built that specifically for the Marlene people. I feel like they always had the prison. I think they had underground stuff, but like this big super prison, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. I mean, like we was talking about last episode, they got a lot of land and a lot of places. That's true. It just didn't feel like they had that many criminals, you know. (laughs) They had a whole police force. You know, if you have police, you're going to have criminals because police have to criminalize somebody. True, true, true points are made. But all they do is sit down and drink. And then the other part got killed. And then the other part just stayed in their small little circle for a majority of the time. So, interesting. There's layers to that. But that's a whole other story. So, um, they break out and kill this man. And then they're just running for dear life. And Gabby's just really lost it at this point because she wants answers from Zeke and she just wants to understand, you know, why all of this is happening. And I just don't know why she thought running away would get her the answers that she was looking for. But, you know, what do I know? So then that takes us over to Reiner once again waking up from a coma that he mentally put himself into. And, of course, <laughs> here we are again, Pekin Porco by his side, already alert and awake with regular clothing on. And, you know, Porco is drinking, and I'm just like, okay, so you guys are taking this very badly. And I mean, they just got their asses kicked. It's just... They never saw the damage that their side has inflicted before. And so it's just like, how could you do this to me? And it's just like, you literally... Okay, anyway. um, So they are, you know, taking this kind of hard. And Reiner mentions... Is this when he mentions Gabby and Falco? He's like, I heard their he voices. He heard their voices. Yeah. And he's like, where are they? And then it cuts to the opening credits because real can I yeah. pause real quick before we uh, get to the credits so 
I just thought it was interesting. You know, the last time that Falco, I mean, excuse me, I'm getting my blondies mixed up. The last time that Reiner woke up from a nightmare and Porco was talking fun mm-hmm. at him. And then this time when he wakes up from the nightmare, Porco's offering him liquor. And he's like, it's a whole different tone they had. Like, Did you have a nightmare? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's like, oh, I care about you now because, I mean, you saved my life. But it's I just find it kind of funny well, how that's when now that you mentioned that, that's very interesting because I I think that's probably because of him at fighting the scouts one on one and actually seeing what they were capable of. And so maybe he was able to put himself in the position of Reiner because now he has first hand experience. So maybe that's why the tone changed. I can definitely see that. I just thought it was really interesting because Porco was, you know, just a couple episodes, Porco was mm-hmm. all this big On his ads. And now, Porco's singing mm-hmm. a different tune. But he was definitely almost dead. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Was that all you had to say? Okay. So, you know, cue the opening credits and then it takes us back to Gabby and Falco arguing about the armband. And, you know, Falco's telling her she should probably take the armband off because you're in parody and you don't want to look suspicious. And she's like, if normal people see this, they're they're not even going to know what it is. And it's just like, you're dumb. You're dumb. But okay. (laughs) And so... You know, you can see like them cutting to the woods and you can see that Kai is probably already listening to this conversation that they're having and they think they're alone. For hmm? sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. And you know, they think they're alone and they're just loudly talking about everything about Zeke, about Marley, and you know, and Gabby thinks that she's a good LD and if she keeps her armband on and she doesn't want to be like those devils. And I know, I know. Like the, oh my gosh! Like that part right there when she's talking about Mm -hmm. I'm a good LDN if I keep my armband on. I was like, like that Mm -hmm. kind of broke my heart. Like she's in love. Yeah, like Samuel L. Jackson and Django. Yes, exactly. Yes, like it was like oh my gosh! Like she was about to fight Falco over the armband that. She, she doesn't even need anymore. Like, I, I think that she thought it gave her some status separate. Well, no, she pretty much said it, it did give her some status separate from the parody um, mm-hmm. LDNs. And it was just like, oh, like, uh, oh, that was just a gut wrenching scene because you see, like, she, that's the belief that the parody folk are devils is really all she has to cling to. Like, everything else is just kind of mm-hmm. been a lot. So that's like the that is I don't know it almost in this episode it almost like that's her comfort space. I can see that. Hey, because what else does she have? Oh man! But I can draw some real life parallels, <laughs> right? That one. But yeah, so while they're <laughs> arguing over this armband, um, Kaya steps out 
and you know ask them where they're from and of course they look at each other because they don't know anything about the this island and they can't even tell you where they could be from because they probably don't know any of the towns or anything and so because obviously they had no plans of infiltrating parody so <laughs> you know they they thought pretty fast on their feet by saying you know they ran away from home and they don't want to go back and it was really bad there and everything but um, you know Kaya offered them shelter and told them to come back with her and you know you can see I guess Falco lighting up because you know he's just like really and then Gabby just like there's ulterior motives and it's just like oh sweetie like you don't even understand there's a whole world outside of what's going on with you right now yeah like it was really telling like how she reacted to just their kindness Mm -hmm. and everything and then like her getting to you know the house and still talking about let's steal a horse I never rode a horse before um, and then like actually going in and then like, slapping that lady's hand away. And it was just like so cringy watching it because it was just like, oh my gosh, what is she gonna do next? How's she gonna embarrass us next? And like Falco really had that look like I No, can't for take real. And it's like she complained about everything. And it's just like you telling Falco you don't have to come with me, but it's like you don't have to stay here. You can go, you leave. But it's just like <laughs> where are you gonna go what are you gonna do I just you ha- you're knowing you have a titan so nothing even makes sense yeah it was it was really bad for her and I'm gonna take this moment to kind of big up Falco mm-hmm. in a way because Falco he was really he was mm-hmm. really thinking on his feet and throughout this whole episode to keep them alive. Like, you could... We'll get to it. But it was really telling how Falco took control of the situation. And everything that we've had up to this point has been Gabby mm-hmm. being the leader of all of the um, warrior candidates. But in this time, I don't know. If the armor titan is supposed to be the leader, Falco's kind of showing why he should get it. Because... Gabby's really just full steam ahead. She doesn't even have a plan of what to do. And Falco is really assessing the situation. He's like, let me do the talking because you're going to say some sh- You're going to call them devils or something. And we're going to be messed up. Let me. He gets them a hot meal, a place to stay, and all this other stuff. And Gabby, she almost ruins it as mm-hmm. quickly as she can. Everybody's just looking at her. Right? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Whose man's is this? No home training. <laughs> but wait, question. So you did you notice how when um Sasha's dad mm-hmm. was talking and she um Gabby said that's a South mm-hmm. Marlene accent. What do you think that has to do with anything? Like is Sasha's dad an infiltrator from Marley or no, I don't think so. I think it was more so like a comparison. Like these people sound like people that live where I live, you know, more so like th- they're not mm. that much different for me. Making a comparison, I thought. 
Okay, I can I can get that because she does have trouble accepting that these people are pretty much mm-hmm. exactly like you. Like she she is pretty stuck to this whole. I would like she's like she said she wouldn't mm-hmm. even eat with them. So yeah, I can see that. Oh. <sighs> That child, somebody just lay hands. Well, Kaya did, but that's later on. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so after that, it cuts to Mrs. Kiyomi. Yeah, we get uh, Mrs. Kiyomi in the Hezaru. Um, we get Mrs. Kiyomi in the Hezaru military brass, or I guess government brass. They're meeting with the Marley folk, minus That's, Astoria. You mean the Perry um, people? Yeah, yeah. Commander, bad, Commander Zachary. They're with, yeah, they're meeting with Commander Zachary and the parody leadership. And see, honestly, I feel like if they would have included Historia and this kind of stuff from the get-go, we wouldn't be where we're at. But moving on ahead, and uh, Miss Kiyomi, uh, she unveils, well, she doesn't act, we don't actually get to see it. But she shows uh, this airship and they're talking about the rumbling and witnessing the rumbling and witnessing the danger on the island. Because Commander Zachary's like, yeah, welcome to this really dangerous island. And they're like, yeah, we're actually here to see it this time. So, you know, vacation. And that really just has me thinking. I know that everybody has pretty much agreed to partake in the rumbling and they've agreed that the rumbling is what's going to happen because Zeke has done it and Aaron's done it and Hanji's even in on it. But I was just going to ask you, how quickly do you think that this is about to happen since they brought this plane out? Well, I thought when she said she wanted to see the island, I thought she meant she wanted to see the island from the sky like to actually view parody and you know like see the actual walls and all of that stuff that is what I was assuming she was saying about the plane and stuff I do think you know they think the small rumbling is going to happen but I don't think they think that the actual rumbling is supposed to happen like they were under the oh well yeah i mean i do think that they think the because you know they said they're trying to see like the power of the rumbling like i don't don't think that they're thinking the big thing is going to pop right and so that's why i was assuming that when she was talking about seeing the island from above i thought she meant she just wanted to like view the island for herself and fly over it and you know see everything up close and personal because you know it would probably take a lot more time for them to go on horseback and stuff and you know they're still building railroads and everything and so I'm pretty sure the plane probably a faster way for her to actually see the island but that is just my interpretation oh yeah I mean for sure it was just because there was a line when she she was the rumbling so I was just like... Mm. I don't know. Maybe she... Never mind. I think it's something but that's gonna... Have... I think it's alluding to something else. 
Um, but you know, they have that quick little meeting, and after that meeting, we get to pretty much the village folk. They're questioning Hanji, and everybody wants an explanation of what's going on because Aaron. We call these up. people the village folk. Like, why they can't be townspeople? <laughs> the people of town. <laughs> <laughs> they they pressing on my girl Hanji. No, for real. And they they want answers because I I remember Reeves from that took mm-hmm. over his dad's company and all that. When his dad got killed by Kenny the Ripper. Mm-hmm. Right. And Reeves, he kind of became a beacon of the community, right. a leader of sorts. So you have Reeves and other people who don't have half the name recognition of Reeves to me in this. Well, one they of them was, the, I know, the reporter. The two of them were the reporters that, the ones who broke the story that you know, they weren't the last people on earth and stuff like that. The ones who were telling those propaganda stories from the fake king, I recognize them too. Okay. Well, you you had people asking Mm -hmm. questions and they wanted to really know what was going on, why Aaron was in jail, why they had to um, evacuate. And I think the evacuation has to do with the little Sam's Club sampling of the Mm -hmm. rumbling that's coming up. But Ignorant. They're all asking <laughs> who, who? You. <laughs> Sam's Club mm-hmm. sampling. But, <laughs> but I mean, mm-hmm. they, the little taste. You, you know you know that uh, Countess Vaughn gift where she's like Ignorant. Like, that, that, that's what they're doing with the rumble. Like, get a little, mm-hmm. a little that's bit. what they think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So they asking Hanji like what's up? And they're like, Yeah, you told us that um they're like, Yeah, you told us that we're supposed to, you know, be a privy to all this information. And Hanji's like, Well, things done changed around here. We're not just the only people on this island and this isn't the world. We're part of a whole international global community. She's like, hey guys, you really don't know how governments work out there. <laughs> Y'all gotta keep quiet. So you see this and Hanji stressed out because at one point Reeves was like, Can you just mm-hmm. look me in the eye and like tell me I can trust you? Like that's you how man. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I think when Hanji doesn't do it, that kind of has me like, I'm not sure Hanji totally trusts the plan that's about to go on. Like, I don't think Hanji, like, Hanji, like, and I'm about to get into it a little bit, but I really think Hanji feels kind of uncertain about everything. And we got a little glimpse of that in the last episode, but I think it's more even, even more exacerbated mm-hmm. this episode as um, we get to her interrogation of Flock and his little minions. <sighs> Sorry, I had to take a breath like mm-hmm. Hanji had to. Because you have this top secret plan that the army's going in and trying to be a part of and trying to do the best thing for their audience. And you have Flock and I'm, 
I'm going to call them nameless because I'm not bothering to remember their They're name. called the Jaegerists. Um, yeah, Flock and the Minions. The the Jaegerist. I, I don't want to legitimize them. What was that? We don't legitimize terrorist groups by calling them by their names. Isn't that so... quote from a terrorist group? <laughs> I digress. <laughs> anyway, so you have um, the folk that's trying to throw a coup right now, and they want Aaron to be free because Aaron hasn't done anything wrong. And Hanji's like, "Why did y'all? Y'all didn't have to tell anything. Let." Let me do this. Let me do my job. And y'all just sit right there and eat your food. And Flock is trying to convince her that the rumbling is the right thing to do. And she's like, dude, I've already agreed to do it. It's the whole reason we did this. It's the whole reason we went over to Marley. It's the whole reason we brought Z back. Like, you don't even know if it's going to work. So, just you know, keep mind your business. Do what I say, not as I do. And Has he ever though? No, because Flock think he's in charge of everything. He must be like a royal or something, or a nobility with a little money. Because it's like you are so entitled. See, my whole thing is at that moment I really wanted Hanji to be like the head of an authoritarian government because I was like, just kill them. Like, just just take them out. Throw them mm-hmm. out in the trash. But then I was like, that's not Hanji's MO. Totally. <laughs> and I was just like, ah, they're not going to do that. But I, I, I kind of wish that they would. That wouldn't make them better than anybody else. See, everybody's worried about being better than somebody <laughs> in this show. And that's the problem. You sound like Aaron now. <laughs> no. like It's not about being better. Like, just do what you got to get done. And oh my gosh. You're but, choosing I mean, violence. So did Flock. Sometimes violence begets violence. And you got to do what mm-hmm. you got to do. To get ahead of it. But speaking of getting ahead of things. Did you peep when those three men were whispering mm-hmm. to one another when Flock was talking about everything. What do you think they were whispering? I think they were agreeing with Flock. That's true. That's true. And I, and I don't doubt that Flock has some type of clout that he's been gaining in these past four years or whatever. Because, you know, like the how the class clown always has people that want to laugh at mm-hmm. him. So, Flock is going to have some supporters. Or even better yet, the class bully always has other people that doesn't want to be bullied. So they just join up with them. Like, I feel like that's where Flock is at. And there's this deep division in the military. I mean, there always has been. He's just manipulating it. See, that's why you don't trust some MP dudes in the first place. you trust the military in the first place. Well, I mean, the scouts are military, too. And look where we are. Look at what that got us. But yeah, so you have Hanji, and it ends, and she pretty much tells them, like, yeah, y'all might be right about the rumbling, but y'all are making my job hard. 
So I already agreed with you. Chill the fuck out. And while I'm at it, y'all are gonna be thrown in prison. You leaked information I'm to the public. <laughs> oh, so you think Fox is gaining? I, I think um, momentum. If you can get three, you can get a bunch. See, but like you're putting us at danger at the end of the day. Well, so it's really about, you know, adding more momentum to his movement. Yeah, adding fuel to the fire, trying to get more mm-hmm. people riled up. I get it. But Hanji is saying, like, I I can't tolerate that. Understandable. And as, as she should, like like I said, off with their head. I mean, because this is classified information. Like, I mean, I mean, you got to treat traitors how you treat traitors, man. Like, they ch- clearly chose them over you. So it's no more us. But after that, you get Hanji, like, she doesn't even have a chance to really decompress because the room clears out and she's just sitting there all by herself and she takes a deep breath and she just yells. And, you know, Hanji, she's been that low-key comedic humor throughout the entire show. Like, she always brings that aspect to it. But when she takes that moment to yell and she's like, oh, I'm pooped. And then she's like, oh, no, I got some more stuff to do. You really just feel her entire exhaustion and what she's trying to do. And that that was like, man, give my girl just a moment to decompress. Well, and I think even that, you know, they have played the flashback of her listening to Pastor Nick when he was, you know, he was the man that was preaching about the walls and stuff and then he ended up getting killed but you know he was saying that there's an order to these type of things and he's just like once somebody roll in another person is going to come and start the act again and that's something that I really was thought was interesting because that's something that Hanji you know had played back in her head and so it makes me think you know about Erwin and how you know Erwin did all these things took all these steps to get to this certain point and then Hanji stepped in and took over and then she's doing all these things to get to a certain point and you know is she thinking like is is my role going to be completed in some point and am I going to have to pass this torch on to somebody so I don't know I feel like her humanity was a thought in that moment as well can definitely see that too but speaking of people locked in prison cells uh, after Hanji sent the Jaegerist to the dungeons um, Mikasa got to meet with her fan it's, uh, it's more like a single white female um, type of situation she wasn't giving out autographs though <laughs> I was just like, interesting. But yes, this young lady's name is Louise, if I'm not mistaken. And Louise is trying to connect with Mikasa, which, you know, as we all know, Mikasa is not going to let you connect with her if she does not want to connect with you. 
And, you know, <laughs> she's telling Mikasa, like, you know, I've been wanting to get to know you and basically interact with you ever since you took down that Titan and, you know, in front of all those people. And I don't, I'm not familiar with exactly where that was when she. That was when um, they were trying to escape and the dude who had his okay. heart blocked. Okay, so I thought so, but I wasn't for sure. Um, yeah, and Mikasa came through like the badass right. that she is. So um, that, you know, seeing that playback and, you know, she took Mikasa as a hero. And it's interesting because, you know, her thoughts and beliefs of, you know, Aaron being the supreme leader and everything. It's interesting how, you know, these people are like making idols out of Aaron. And then, you know, essentially Mikasa or people that are like killing these Titans and, you know, it's doing things that the normal people aren't able to do. And so it's like they create some kind of false idol in these people in the scouts and so it was just really interesting but she was trying to get Mikasa to I guess say she agrees with them and their thoughts and stuff and Mikasa's just like girl shut up like no we're not even engaging in this conversation so I don't even care what you're talking about and then she throws up her little um, salute and you know I think that makes Mikasa think more about what is Aaron actually doing you know because all these things are unraveling in real time and so you know if she didn't even know this was going on you know it's probably making her think more things like how does she miss this kind of stuff you know that's what I would be thinking yeah I can definitely see that um it was really interesting to me in that conversation how when she had when Louise asked her why did she join and she was kind of hinting at was it because Aaron I think mm-hmm. yeah like like I like we know she joined mm-hmm. because of Aaron and I feel like that's like the worst kept secret <laughs> on Earth, probably besides the fact that she's obviously amazing at it. <laughs> right. Besides that fact. But I feel like like everybody knows. Like it's like one of those things. Like it everybody knows. And right shortly after that, Mikasa had that flashback to when her and Aaron activated her mm-hmm. Ackerman gene. And that whole everything. Yeah, it's like a there, headache that she just, gets. Yeah, but it was just, I don't know. I thought that was really interesting because you could tell that Mikasa was kind of questioning Mm -hmm. herself and questioning what was really going on. I agree. There's a lot of questioning going around this episode. (laughs) Speaking of questioning, uh, you had... Pixis doing his best interrogation <laughs> measures. Stabler from Law and Order. <laughs> and on Yelena, he, he did everything but pull the seat up backwards. <laughs> um, but he's talking to Yelena and he's talking about how 10 months ago, 
which kind of um, puts just the timeline of perspective. Like, Aaron was in Marley for, like, I'm guessing 10 months tops. And um, he's telling about, he's breaking down the situation to Yelena because Pixis is real good at putting dots together. If he, anything, that man is, uh, uh, what are those things called? You know, where you trace the numbers. Pixis has that on him at all times. We go from dot to dot. Trace the numbers. But, yeah, you know, like how you draw a picture and it goes like, you have like a bunch of dots and then it goes like one to two to three and you're supposed to follow the dots. You, something's wrong with you. <laughs> I mean, that's what Pixis You know his doing. first name is Dot, too. <laughs> Ah! <laughs> ah. <laughs> dot be connecting uh-huh. the dots. I never should have told you that. <laughs> I mean, anyway, Kim <laughs> connecting the dot. He connects the dots with Yelena, and he just does it so casually. He's like, "Yeah, ten months ago, we opened the train." And right around that time, the guard watching you suddenly changed, and it got changed to Flock of all people. And Flock, he just got charged for leaking information. So, wonder what's going on there. And oh, around that time when Flock was escorting you and whatnot, that's when Aaron started moving around by himself. And then suddenly he disappeared. So, not saying you did anything, but it gives me a chance to talk to a young, pretty lady. So I'm gonna take advantage of it, because you know, Texas never implicates right. anybody. <laughs> but he he just lays out the facts, and this whole time, yelling is like, "Yeah, bro, like I'm not, not even, even entertaining it." She's like, "Call my lawyer." <laughs> right, like I'm pleading the fifth one to get, and I'm just. <laughs> wondering what she was thinking and what was going through her head at that time like as that was going on because like do you think that she's sweating any of it like do you think that she cares that he's kind of putting this stuff together I think that she and Flock are one and the same she is to Zeke as Flock is to Aaron Uh, I, I, I Zeke just, has a plan, uh, and I know she knows that Zeke has a plan. So I don't think that she's sweating it at all. See, my whole thing is Flock was talking big dog shit at the end of season three for him to be in a love fest with Aaron now. Because back, I mean, then, he never had problems with Aaron. Yes, he did because Aaron wanted. Aaron but then he to still talked back to Armin. <laughs> he had most smoke for he Armin, did. who was burnt to a crisp. Oh, man, I just really don't I like know. Flock. Nobody does. <laughs> but yeah, so you had that interview beginning, but they don't really get into it. They just kind of give you that information. And I feel like that scene is more mm-hmm. for the audience than it is for anybody going on. Like, they just, because that's kind of Pixis' role um, throughout. Like, 
in all the picks and scenes, he just he gives the information that the audience needs to know, and somebody else in the story might act on it. But he's just very, oh, I'm only Pixis only needs fifteen seconds on screen, and then he gets home with his day. Usually, yep. But yeah. But yeah, so that takes us to Gabby and Falco in the horse stables working hard. (laughs) Hardly working. (laughs) Well, even Kaya said they were fast workers or fast learners. And for them not to normally work in horse stables, I'm pretty sure it was a little bit of a learning curve. But, you know, how hard can it be? I just thought it was funny. That? Um, Gabby got attacked by a horse. Oh, yeah, definitely. I really thought it was going to do more damage. I was kind of mad that the horse didn't. But I was was like, okay, I guess. You know, her falling in mud. Beggars can't be Right. Falling in mud is, I guess, the second place to get her head chopped off by a horse. But, you know. (laughs) I'll allow it. And, you know, Falco just trying to ride the wave and, you know, figure out a plan. But just lay low. He ain't trying to hurt nobody. He ain't trying to steal nothing. He just trying to work until somebody come and save him. Or he gets converted to the other side. Whichever comes first. And then you have Gabby over here being loud, per usual, telling all the business. And then they have the audacity to say something about telling the enemies our secrets. Girl, you've been telling secrets the whole episode. My yo, like <laughs> we talk about telling enemies our secrets. When she mentioned the toll trader thing, and then Falco got real quiet when she's talking about Zeke oh, was working with mm-hmm. the enemy the whole time. And then Falco, he started mopping ass. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, man, that's crazy. I, too, was also working with the enemy this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Sorry, but continue. I just thought that was funny. No, I mean, that's pretty much it, you know, for the most part. Um, because I think you were going to discuss the rest of it. Mm. Okay, before we before we get into that, I think it's just funny how even when the horse did something, she blamed the quote unquote <laughs> devils. <laughs> and Falco was like, uh, I think that was right. And I'm just like, the fact that Falco was definitely not the strongest character, but he's starting to grow on me. So, you know, I respect him a little bit. Yeah, yeah, same. But Kaya comes and she offers them a break and she says, hey, let's go get some lunch. And she has a little picnic basket and everybody's eating these sandwiches and they go out and they're just at the pasture just, you know, talking. And Kaya is given the lay of the land. She lets, uh, what are they going by at this time? Mia and Ben. I was about to say Billy. 
me and Ben, she lets uh, me and Ben know that everybody here is orphans. And <laughs> she can't even get halfway through her speech. <laughs> and Gabby's like, have you forgotten the atrocities the people of this island have committed? And goes into her whole spiel about how parody people are devils and Eldians can only really atone for their sins when they accept just how evil they are because of what their ancestors have done. Which literally makes no sense (laughs) in the grand scheme of things because it's like, how are these people different from you? You know, hello. <laughs> like you're a whole Eldian too, right? Like make it make sense, sister. Like the only difference is you didn't catch the boat. <laughs> they did. Yeah. Yeah, boat. What what's what's uh Jay Z say? Still nigga. Yeah, and it's just so sad that she doesn't realize that. Deal. Yeah, it is really sad. And I don't think she does even by the end of the episode. Like, that, like, her whole spiel leads to Kaya saying, but yeah, what does that have to do? What does that have to do with our parents dying? Like, we're still Mm -hmm. orphans and you're talking all this. And okay, but what's that got to do with our parents dying? (laughs) From from the beginning. I respect it because she was not letting her. She was not. And that it was funny. Like the scene is funny because Kaya, like you said earlier when she was snooping around in the woods, that girl, she be paying mm-hmm. attention. Like it it's really adorable. But when Gabby starts going on her little diatribe about how Eldians are evil and Falco cuts her off. Kaya just slips in. Like, is that what they teach you in Marley? Daddy. Is is that what's wrong with your education system? All the children left behind. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) All the children left behind. George Bush playing over there in Marley. And it's so funny because Gabby and Falco keep going on with their conversation. Mm-hmm. And then they, Falco turns around and like, what did you just say? <laughs> and, and she's like, y'all y'all from Marley, right? Like, y'all ain't from around here. And, and they like, how did Gabby's, you know? And, I, and she probably could have been like, no one around here talks like that. You psychopath. <laughs> no one talks like that. Not only does no one talk like that, y'all been saying it out loud for the last yes. two days. <laughs> Literally since I overheard like, y'all in the woods screaming. You said it in the woods. You said it in the barn. You damn near just said it right here. <laughs> and Falco's trying to do damage control. And he's like, oh, shit. So you, so you always knew? And Gabby, <laughs> she just walks off and she grabs the pitchfork because What's Gabby going to do? She's going to kill somebody. She don't do nothing else. So she's about to go stick a javelin through this girl and Falco. All she is is a a second-rate assassin. That girl. So Falco stops Gabby from 
committing another murder. And Kaya covers for them like, yeah, Maya just jealous because pretty much she think I'm about to steal her brother. But that kind of gives Kaya the opportunity to gain their trust a little bit. So Kaya's taking Gabby and Falco to her hometown because she gained their trust a little bit. And Falco's trust. Oh, Kaya, yeah. Well, <laughs> she gained Falco's trust. You're right. You're right. And when she gets there, she tells them the story. For for the record, this is the little girl that Sasha saved. Sasha has just been really integral since she died. Um, mm-hmm. Like, she's she's played a significant part in every episode. And I really love that for her and for me. <laughs> but this is a little girl that Sasha saved when Sasha grew some balls and she was just attacking the Titan and hitting him with the axe and all that whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then we even see the axe above the door. And I just remember when I was watching that scene, I was so scared that Sasha was going to die. Like, that was even, like, I thought it was mm-hmm. rap. But it wasn't as we That was know. a good episode. That Especially because she episode. saw her daddy that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, like, he got everything came to fruition for them. Mm-hmm. That, that was a really good episode. I can't go back. And then they got their land back. And look at him. He raising horses. Taking care of orphans. Such a beautiful life. Yeah. That what happened to his daughter. I know. But back to Kaya but... taking Gabby and Falco to her home. Taking yeah. her into the home where Sasha saved her. And explaining to them, yeah, she, which she I played, was, which reminded me of Aaron explaining to Reiner and Bertolt how his mom was eating, and they were like, "Oh my god, for real!" See, but it was a whole different aspect this time True. because when Kaya was telling them about getting eaten, like Kaya, Kaya told them they were getting eaten about her mom getting eaten and. Sasha saving them and everything and she's like so tell me exactly like what did my mom do to get eaten since y'all from Marley and y'all pulled this BS what did she do and that sends Gabby off into another thing like don't tell me you forgot about all the carnage that Eldian did as if she's not an Eldian and every single time she says something like that Kaya's like but my mom ain't do that because like at first she's like the the Eldians use the tap part of Titan for to rule the world for a millennia and yada yada yada, and Kaya's like, but we didn't do that. And, and she's like, my mom was born and raised here. Like, <laughs> my mom, innocent, and our then, mama wasn't even a hundred years old. So, so what you talking about? And Gabby's like the sins, and and it's just it, she keeps bringing home when she says your ancestors, you know. Mm-hmm. And she needs to drop that why because it's an our thing because mm-hmm. you trying to inherit the power of a titan right now, like that's your whole get up. Mm-hmm. So like, how- if you aren't like them, then you wouldn't even be able to inherit this power. You know, it, it's. There's a real disconnect that's going on for me, and I think mm-hmm. Falco has made that connection. Gabby hasn't, 
because you see, like, <laughs> Kaya just keeps asking, and what about my mom? And then she talks about, like, what happened four years ago, or what happened, because Gabby brings up, well, my home just got trampled, and then Kaya's like, my mom died four years ago, so what'd my mom do? And it's like, nothing is my fault. And Gabby's just, she's reaching deeper and deeper into her bag of delusion. <laughs> and then Kaya's like, Kaya, to her credit, Kaya didn't smack her or nothing. But oh like my said, gosh. I wanted to smack her. I was just like, smack her. Smack her. <laughs> I, she laid hands on her. Like she's going to pray for her. But uh-huh. she just she just tried to shake some sense into her. And she just kept asking, like, why was my mom being alive? Or why was she killed? And Gabby didn't have a good answer because Gabby's propaganda... Gabby didn't realize how crazy she sounded. Like, everybody else in that room, Falco and Kaya, they realized that Gabby was off-kilter and that mm-hmm. Gabby, what Gabby was saying didn't make any sense. But Falco to the rescue. Falco's like, well, it was part of a pre-invasion so that's why your mom was killed it was in preparation for a larger attack and y'all was just casualties of war your mom she was innocent and then Kaya kind of just cries and accepts it because she already knew that (laughs) yeah yeah but it was just kind of like a full circle moment I guess for her Mm -hmm. to hear from the people from Marley and Gabby is still stuck on stupid and she gets mad at Falco like you're leaking secrets I mean she doesn't know that everybody that it's common knowledge but she's like you're leaking secrets to the enemy like why would you say sorry to the enemy like and Falco's like bro you you don't even you don't even get it so Kaya but the fact was bro she's right here <laughs> she can hear you Still an earshot. <laughs> the fact that she can even say I thank you Ben for telling me the truth. Yeah. So see and it's really this is like this whole thing has been ironic because just Gabby has been so sure that everybody are devils but she's the one who's been acting like a devil this entire episode when everybody's been nothing but nice to her you know and then Kaya tells about how she wants to be like Sasha because Sasha saved her and like she started taking she started attacking the titan with a hatchet with an axe you know Mm -hmm. so she's like that she's a woman now she's like that woman would have taken care of y'all, which is ironic because Gabby bitch ass killed her. Uh, after she spared her. After she spared her. After she spared her. <sighs> I will never forgive Gabby. But Kai is like, yeah, I we know we're going to a restaurant that a Marley is a chef at and he might be able to help y'all get back home. And he might be able to help y'all, you know, along y'all journey and get where you're going if you just come along with me. And that confuses Falco and Gabby because they're like, why would you help us? And Kaya's like, because we're not as bad as you guys are, essentially. <laughs> and yeah, then that 
that starts rolling the credits. Which was very interesting to me because they rolled the credits and I'm just like, huh? Like they were rolling the credits kind of early and they will just like, but they're still, seems like they have something to go. And so... Like three minutes left. <laughs> I wasn't even looking at the time. It was just like the feeling. Like at this point, I can feel when the episode is about to go off. So yeah. I was like, mm, this feels like kind of early. And so I was just like, hmm. And so, of course, you know, they play um, the little ending scene. And that has a lot of little nods in it. Um, even more than like, I feel like the opening scene. But that's another conversation. With the post mm-hmm. mm. um, but yeah, it does, it does. But um, the scene afterwards that they show us is back at Marley, and so you can see that like Commander Maga has like a head wrap around his head, and you can see like the after effects of what happened, Liberio, and like even seeing the Warhammer Titan structure still just standing there and like the crush stands and bodies being pulled out from under the rubble and stuff. And it's interesting because, you know, it just parallels the same thing that happens when the Titans came to parody and, you know, ran through the walls and people had to literally change the way they live because of that. And so, you know, it's kind of like they are sad that all this is happening. But then it's just like, okay, okay, you guys are weird because you don't even realize that you do this to people wherever you go and colonize. These people have to upend their lives as well. And so, you know, you being at the end of the destruction at this point, it's like, oh my gosh, why did they do that to us after you didn't bullied everybody? It just makes no sense to me. But um, everything's a mess. And then Commander Maggot talks about how they only found Zeke's arms and legs and not anything else. And so he's assuming that he got on the airship with everybody else and he's saying he sided with parody and they even have some ODM gear that he's saying has been improved with some Marleyan um, innovation and so he is pretty sure that Zeke is you know working with parody and he was like he's not going to get off easy and, of course, Porco is getting furious because he always realizes things very late um, when these things are going on. And you can see kind of Colt's face. And it's kind of like, I feel like Colt feels like he possibly should have seen it. Yes. Like, you know, he's like, am I going to be a target because I didn't realize this was going on, you know? Like, is somebody going to question him about Zeke's behavior? Nah, they know he's simple and sweet. <laughs> he's simple. <laughs> but, you know, um, they were saying, he Colt was saying, like, we need to get Gabby and Falco back. 
And then Porco was like, well, yeah, you know, those were our two best warrior candidates. And Pete was like, it's going to take forever to try to train, train more warrior candidates. And none of these people have forever to train new warrior <laughs> candidates before their time expires. And then, you know, Reiner was being kind of quiet earlier. And he's like, we have to do a surprise attack. And, you know, like they're all willing to go into parody without the help of the rest of the um, alliance members. And I think that's very bold of them. But I think it's more so about emotion at this point and not about logic. Yeah, for sure. Because they just got they 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 just got ran up on, right? And in their own like, hood. In their own hood. Like if you think of any movie, like if you get ran up on in your own hood, the first thing you're trying to do, come back out, mm-hmm. full force, mm-hmm. go to their hood. So, for sure, um, that it's all driven off of emotion. But I kind of like how Reiner finally stepped up to lead something. I mean, he doesn't really have a choice because Porco is not a leader. And Peak is a leader, but she's, she's more of like she's more like the like the lieutenant, like the second in command type of like she she'll she's like the brains behind the operation. Mm-hmm. She's like the tip of the spear, if you will. And it was just I I I liked to see that because that's what Reiner's purpose was from the beginning. Was you know? it? I mean, as the armor titan, like that's what everybody expected from him. Like that's what the armor titan was supposed to do when the beast titan's not around. Like that's why. Um, remember when Marcel got eight and they were talking shit about Reiner. Like, that's part of the reason why, because Reiner's supposed to be out here, like, big and bad like that, but he hasn't been. Mm-hmm. So, I, I thought that was kind of nice to finally see Reiner doing something that he's supposed to do. I guess. <laughs> but, question for you. Mm-hmm. What, do you what do you think Colt is going to be able to do on this incognito mission with... <laughs> three titans and his regular old military uniform wearing self. The same thing he did when we first started this season. Um, be crying in the back with Commander Maggot. <laughs> you don't think they're going to get him like a Hulkbuster suit or nothing like that? That boy's going to be dead before these next three episodes. Dang. Probably. Like who? Who's gonna get him a tie? Maybe they got another one just sitting in the rack. Can I borrow your tie? <laughs> Shit, I'm all out. Like <laughs> no one's gonna give him one. Shoot, Aaron might let him borrow one. <laughs> Aaron got enough to spare. You, you thought? Uh, listen, I'm pretty sure Aaron probably gonna end up with like two more Titans by the time it's all said and done. Shoot, Cole probably sick because he ain't getting one. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, when you said Cole was making a face, it was just actually his realization that Zeke didn't plan to get eaten by him. 
<laughs> That's what it was. He wasn't worried about nobody thinking he was a traitor. He just realized that he really wasn't about to get a sack. That's true. He probably was like, that man been playing me this whole time. <laughs> See, that's why he got all up in arms about going to go back to go get uh Falco and Gabby. He wasn't really concerned about getting them. He wanted to go back and get Zeke so he could get that. Uh, that Zeke's makes Titan. more sense. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, if he don't get a Titan, then they don't gonna be honorary Marlins. Man, nah, Falco gonna get Titan at this. Rate. I mean, definitely over Colt. But I'm just saying that's probably what Colt's thinking. <laughs> Uh, it's it it is wild that with all this going down, you still be concerned about being an honorary Marlin. <laughs> that is crazy to me. Yeah, it really is. I mean, shit. Look at Gabby. <sighs> Gabby, Gabby, Gabby. <sighs> but um, anything else for this episode? Mm-mm, I think we wrap that up. Okay. So, since we don't have a badass or a sadass of the week, and the Titans really didn't do anything, um, we're going to do a 5W segment, and maybe throw an H in there, but we're going to pick a who, a what, a when, a where, and a why, or slash how. Um, So, we're going to pick a character and go from there. Oh, my character, and I, I've been kind of thinking about this, but um, our last conversation that we, with the post credit scenes and everything, mm-hmm. um, got me thinking. So, my who is Reiner. Mm. Um, and I pick Reiner because I do, we just seen this defeated Reiner, but I think that losing his kids, because you know, Reiner's a father at heart. Mm-hmm. And losing his kids, I think that reignited a fire in him. Like a deadbeat. <laughs> Cause you you know, he wanted to just get Porco back. Like I think he doesn't care about himself. He just cares about those around him. So my who is Reiner. And what is he gonna do? He's going to fight Aaron again. When? Mm, probably the moment they sat down the parody. And what is going to happen? He's going to get his ass whooped. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> how slash why? Who, what, when, where? Yeah. Uh, where the where is on parody. And um, why slash how is he going to get his ass kicked? He's going to get his ass kicked because Aaron has been waiting for it. And this is going to be because we've been wanting the. Aaron Reiner showdown. Like we've gotten it a couple of times, but this time, even though Aaron is pretty much a walking cheat code, um, you know, I feel like we're gonna get that tantamount, that mono mono, that rumble in the jungle action that we've been waiting for. And yeah, so uh, that that's that's my five W mm-hmm. is Reiner and parody. Fighting Aaron, he's gonna die. Reiner's gonna die. Okay. Yes, Reiner's gonna die. He's gonna get beat up, and then he's gonna Interesting. die. How about you? Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong when I do this. So my who 
is Aaron. Okay. Now, which one did I pick next? Uh-huh. What's he going to do? Aaron's going to die. Hmm. Okay. Where's he going to die? I don't know. Hmm. I think after Aaron activates the rumbling, he's going to do some kind of self-sacrificial thing. When is this going to happen? End of the series. You said after he does the Well, I mean, like, that's how the show's going to end. Hmm. Hmm. Well, that was... Because you said your how. Flash. Why? Interesting. Interesting. So, the show's going to end with Aaron sacrificing himself after starting mm-hmm. the rumbling. <laughs> so... Show's going to end without a resolution. Essentially. Don't they all the time? Hmm. (sighs) (laughs) I can't argue with that. Okay. (laughs) That's an interesting one. That's an interesting Mm -hmm. one. Well, let's get into predictions for next week. Okay. You go first. Cool. Um, well, when I was watching the previews, I seen there was a little explosion mm-hmm. um, at a building. And I just feel like Flock has something to do with mm-hmm. it. Because Flock likes bombs. We've seen You that. are correct. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> and yeah, I feel like it's Flock. I don't think he's breaking Aaron out because that was a book round. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's Flock doing some BS. Um, what BS? It I feel like it's trying to undermine Hanji and what she got going on. And it might be trying to recognize Yelena. I mean, not recognize, rescue Yelena mm-hmm. and the other... Um, volunteers that Zeke sent over mm-hmm. there. So I feel like it's probably some combination of that. And if it's not Flock, then it's definitely Nicola. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. So my predictions are Aaron's going to break out of jail. And I think he's going to meet with Yelena and flock and some bullshit is going to happen <laughs> and maybe we'll come back to Zeke doing some stupid shit oh yeah we didn't even get to see Zeke this week honestly uh, that, oh Zeke 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 <laughs> but did you have any more predictions uh no, I did not. I'm just ready for it to be next Sunday. No, so how many episodes do we have left? Well, this was eleven, and they claim we have sixteen, and we're not getting a part two allegedly. So <laughs> five, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, five. Okay, so mm, the time is winding down. It is. It is. But uh, 
Is that all for this week's episode? I can't believe we've done 11 episodes. 11 episodes. Time going by quickly. And see, thank y'all for listening and joining along with us for these 11 episodes so far. You know, definitely very appreciative of it, even though this is a passion project (laughs) for sure. But I mean, still, like, just shout out to y'all for listening, you know. But yeah, where can I find you? um, Y'all can find me at Chuck underscore mate underscore on Twitter and pretty much everywhere else. Uh, How about you? You can find me on Twitter at Prima Yana and you can see me talking about Black Clover like every day. So if you're (laughs) a Black Clover stan, come talk to me about it. I love talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Don't forget to tell your friends to check us out and rate and review us, you know. Subscribe. Subscribe, yes. Rank us five stars, six stars if you can. Thank you for listening to another week of Black on Titan.